0: Welcome back to DCOM Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And this week we watched Freaky Friday, but not the one you're thinking about. From 2018, to clarify. I'm going to have to put that in the title because eventually we'll watch the regular Freaky Friday, but not today, unfortunately. Yeah, there have actually been quite a few uh, iterations of Freaky Friday. It's actually based on a novel. I am not going to go through all of them. I will save that for the podcast that someone might actually listen to. <laughs> and not this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, however, this version was... So, like, they had Freaky Friday. There was the book. there's the original with Jodie Foster. I thought it was Haley Mills, but that was The Parent Trap. Jodie Foster. And then there was a TV movie with uh, Shelley Duvall and Gabby Hoffman. And then, obviously, the one we all know and love. Um, and then... Someone tried to make it a stage musical, and it did regional theater, and then they took that stage musical and made it into this. Yeah, which you can definitely tell. Like, these are, like, professionally written Broadway songs. Like, they're not, like, just Disney musicals. Well, yeah, but it was never on Broadway. That is on the Wikipedia page. Yeah. And there's there's no intention for it to go to Broadway. It doesn't deserve to no, be No, it there. does not. No. This came out uh, August 10th, 2018 a lot very soon ago i mean yeah that's very close (laughs) um uh, a lot of these people are unknowns um the mom was in broadway a few times but i don't recognize her name yeah i was gonna say she has a good voice you can tell that she's like actually knows how to sing yeah she has played the mom in all the runs of it and it's like regional theater places yeah um then Jason Maybaum, who plays Fletcher. He is uh, Chelsea's son in Raven's Home. Um, we see Alex Desert again, who we saw in Let It Shine in Invisible Sister. And then Dara? Dara? Dara Renee, who's mm-hmm. in High School Musical, the musical, of the series. She plays Courtney. And With a all. K. That's all I have. Yep, that was the only person I had. Like we said, it's 2018, so, like, these people, are, like... Uh, the girl hasn't been any in anything besides this movie, but that's not that weird because it's yeah. only twenty twenty one. Yeah, so. she's a child. Yeah, <laughs> so it's going to take so much in me not to constantly just say things about well, the okay. TV, The three thing version. is, this is not free- this is Freaky Friday the musical. Which first of all, number one, why? Second of all, you have to look at this... it as that because, like, first yeah. of all, it doesn't need to be a musical, but you can tell that this is a movie musical. But it's not done well. You can tell it's based off of a stage production. Yeah. They didn't do enough to make it And, better. well, they had to fit it into an hour and a half television movie, so there's a lot of things missing, you can tell. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> um, yeah, as I've stated before, as a child, I loved Lindsay Lohan. I loved, I love this movie, or, I love the 2003 version. Flaws and all. I know it's flawed. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's the thing. Whenever we watch that one, it'll be a lot more fun to talk about why that one is good and what this one is missing as opposed to, like, being like, well, they did this, and then the other one, I know, they did that, I, I can't, so. it's, it's gonna be so hard to talk about this, like, objectively. Yeah. Without holding on to it. Well, especially because, like, we watched it as kids. Yeah. So, I, so, like, anything you liked as a kid holds so much more significance to you throughout your life. Yeah. And then... It was, I was thinking about this, it was also a time where, like, a lot, there was a lot of, like, family comedies that were, like, PG rated, and I feel like those don't really exist anymore. I mean, like, maybe on, like, streaming services or something like that, but, like, big movies like that, that become so popular, that are for everyone, and especially starring such popular names, like, i of, like, Lindsay Lohan, like, Anne Hathaway when she got going, Hilary Duff, like... You don't have those anymore. Yeah, you mostly just have, like, cartoon movies Yeah, like, they're either animated or it's just, like, straight to streaming and gets lost and no one cares about it. And it's not that good. (laughs) Yeah. Like, are, are these movies that we love, are they good? Or are we just holding on to our childhood? Or both. <laughs> or both. <laughs> well, okay, they also have a specific audience. Like, I'm sure that my parents did not enjoy Cheaper by the Dozen as much as I did. But oh, my even dad now, loved Cheaper <laughs> by the Dozen. Well, I know, but I'm saying even now, I still think that they hold up. And it's not just... Like solely nostalgia. Like I think it's genuinely funny, but yeah. like in a family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there way. are things that I go back to where I'm like, like I I hate to say it, I love Miley, but sometimes whenever I watch Santa Montana, I'm like, oh my god, Miley Stewart is the most annoying person I've ever heard. In my oh yeah, life. no TV shows are definitely way different. <laughs> yeah. Um, but even then, like, yeah, I'm surprised at how critically I think of like <laughs> movies from my childhood. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that whenever we watch the 2003 version, which will hopefully be soon. It'll be a much more fun episode, I can you. A lot assure longer. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so this movie begins with, uh, like, an animated opening credits, basically. Um, we see, we cut to three teens in the morning before school hanging out in, what's her name, Ellie's bedroom. We don't ever understand why. I don't know why. They went to her house before school. For exposition How did they get there? (laughs) Yeah, apparently. They're only 15, so they can't drive themselves. (laughs) I mean, maybe one of her friends is 16 and we just don't know. They are sophomores. Maybe they're all just, like, live next door to each other? Could be. We don't get any explanation on that, but they're all talking about the hunt tonight. It's this big thing at their school. Ellie's annoying little brother, Fletcher, comes in to do a magic trick, and he, like, pulls, like, the scarves, like, out of his mouth or whatever. And then Ellie tells him that he's lame and to go away, basically, and so Fletcher, like, reluctantly leaves. But before doing that, he steals this giant, like, foot-tall hourglass that's pink sitting on sand. It's, like, sand. a gold body and pink sand. Yeah, we learned that this hourglass was, like, a special memento from dead dad. And get no explanation as to why. As the, it's just a giant fucking... Was dad hourglass. a wizard? I don't know. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah, so we learned that the hunt is just, like, this giant scavenger, like, school-wide scavenger hunt, and it's uh, curated by Ellie's crush, Adam. Listen, the idea of that sounds so fun. I know! every teen movie and and TV show that I've ever watched always has, like, a big episode like that. Like, One Tree Hill did, like, multiple versions of it. Gossip Girl did, like, similar things. Like, they all have something like that, and it seems so fun. Scavenger hunts are so fun. Scavenger hunts are fun. (laughs) So you know what? That is a very fun idea, and I get why they're so excited. I agree. Um, yeah, so downstairs, uh, mom's wedding is tomorrow to Mike. Ellie is her maid of honor. Um, she's supposed to wear this, like, simple pink gown, but Ellie's not excited because she has a pixie cut and two-tone dyed hair, and she wears that hair in front of her eyes, and she's punk. She doesn't even really wear it in front of her eyes. She just has, like, swoopy bangs. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's, I'm gonna say it, she's not my punk queen. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Anna that- Coleman. <laughs> Downstairs, Mom is very stressed out for the wedding because she's doing all of the vending. She's doing the she's catering. catering. She's catering. planned it. She's She made the cake. She did literally everything because as uh, a single mother, after Dad died, Mom opened her own catering business, and this wedding is a way for her to display her talents. Dad died five years ago. If your catering business hasn't been, like, doing anything in the past five years, I'm a little concerned. I always assumed it was like one to two years ago. (laughs) No, they say five years ago in the parent-teacher meeting. Oh, um, yeah, and she keeps track of everything, like everything that she's planning for her wedding on like a murder board with red string. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like crisscross across everywhere. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, Fletcher is the best man. Uh, the wedding, no, not the wedding planner, mom's assistant arrives, yeah, totally. um, because the rehearsal dinner is taking place at the house, which I was like, it's before breakfast. <laughs> it's that like, seems very stressful, also. Yeah, uh, we already see everyone, is just so demanding of mom. Yeah. Because, you know, she decided to plan her entire wedding. Yeah. Mom goes upstairs to get Ellie for breakfast. Uh, She starts, like, talking about how Ellie's room is so messy and, like, all this stuff. She's like, you need to be nice to your brother. You're being mean to him. Ellie's friends are still there while, like, all of this is happening. She has, like, a weird moment with her one friend before she's like, okay, guys, go to school. Yeah, she's, like, nice to the friends, obviously, but she's mean to Ellie. Yeah. She's also, like, sort like kind of, like, babying her for, like, a 15-year-old girl. Yeah. She's like, and, like, have you done your homework yet? Like. (laughs) Well, then, she's also like, did you wear that yesterday? And she's like, yeah. "Yeah." And she's like, change. Who cares? Yeah. (laughs) Like, if your daughter's gonna smell, like, that's her, that's her problem. Like, everyone's gonna talk about her. It's gonna be embarrassing. Yeah. And then she'll learn her lesson. (laughs) Yeah. Um, mom tries to pin Ellie's hair back out of her face, but she won't let her... Um, Ellie calls Fletcher weird, and Mom is like, oh, you don't know how much he adores you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, she tells Ellie to change her clothes, and then we get this giant opening number called Just One Day. And it is like One Short Day from Wicked, because One Short Day has been stuck in my head nonstop <laughs> since I, like, just, I listened, like, it listened it to the song. It doesn't like One Day More from Labus, but that was what <laughs> like, it No, that. it reminds me a lot of One Short Day yeah, it's, it's like, it's a very, like, like classic, like, typical Broadway-type song. Yeah, I was gonna it's say. It's very long, there's a lot of dialogue in between. Yeah, I don't know enough about musicals to be able to say, like, what sort of, like, style it is, but it's yeah. definitely a specific style. Yeah, it's like, if you hear it, it doesn't sound like it would come from, like, yeah a Disney Channel original. Like, this is not, like, high school musical, yeah. like, pop bops in between your, no, <laughs> your basketball it's, games. It's, that's how you can tell that this is a stage Yeah, production. it, like, moves the story forward, actually. Yeah, from, but it's, like, yeah, it's most ins- Disney musicals. I think I think Wicked is a good example. It's it's written like that. I yeah. don't know how to else to explain it. Like Hamilton is done very differently, and like Hairspray, yeah. Well, also Wicked. Done very every single song in Wicked sounds similar to each other. Yeah. Like you hear a song from Wicked, you know it's from Wicked. Yeah. And so that's what it kind of emulates. Anyone who knows things about music can probably get what we're saying by this. We're not theater kids. <laughs> well, we're also just not like music. We don't know anything about music either. (laughs) I don't know the specifics, I just know what I like. (laughs) Yeah, anyway, um, so they're singing, Ellie sings about how, like, for just one day she wants mom off her back, mom wants her family to get along and for her wedding day to be perfect because her business basically depends on this wedding, um, Ellie downstairs sees Fletcher, sees Fletcher with dad's hourglass and chases him around for it, um, Ellie is trying to get mom's attention, because she wants to ask if she can do the hunt tonight, even though the rehearsal dinner is tonight and the wedding's tomorrow, but Mom is too busy focused on the wedding. Um, so then we cut to the whole family, plus Mike is sitting at breakfast, um, and Ellie finally asks Mom if she can do the hunt, and Mom is like, no, it's dangerous and it's stupid, and tonight's the rehearsal dinner, and you're not going to miss that. Uh, there's a magazine reporting on the, on the rehearsal dinner, and if everything goes well and Mom gets the cover story, it'll open up so many doors and this business will finally take off. Yeah, uh, Fletcher, for some reason, brings up, well, he's talking about, like, magic and stuff, and Ellie, again, is just kind of, like, you're lame. like, stop this, whatever. He loses his bunny, and so Mike is like, his oh. Pet bunny. It's a live bunny. <laughs> yeah, he, Mike is like, oh, I'll help you find it. And for some reason, Ellie's <laughs> like, you're not our real dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ellie, that's just like, I don't know, a breaking point or something? He Mike, just offers to help him find yeah, his he's bunny. He's just trying to be a nice person, like, anyone <laughs> who is a father or not would do. <laughs> he's just like, oh, like, like... Just like I'm using a 7 year old kid because he starts talking about his magic, too. He's like, oh, well, I'm interested in his magic. You know, like, not make him feel bad for what his sister has said. <laughs> and Ellie's just like, you're not a real dad! Yeah, he <laughs> offers to help a bunny. You're not a real dad. And Mom <laughs> freaks out. She's like, Ellie, apologize right now. Yeah, which I am not for. But Ellie's like, no, I'm not going to. Uh, Mike and Fletcher leave for school. And then Ellie grabs the hourglass and runs upstairs. And, and tells so, Mom that she hates her. Yeah, so Mom follows her up there. And they start like fighting with each other. They sing like a reprie- reprise of just one day while holding the match. I don't hour. know how <laughs> many songs are on this movie because I feel like there's so many. I different feel like this variations. one, this one song yeah. is sang so many times. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> like as I was looking through the Wikipedia, because there's no like soundtracks. I was writing, well, I was started writing down the songs, but I didn't end up ranking them. Oh uh, yeah, because I I did, but I just have words about one specific song. But <laughs> we'll get there. But yeah, but there's like a whole bunch of other songs. Like there is one that Adam and Fletcher sang at the bus stop together. There's I don't know, maybe like five in this movie, but like obviously there's more in a typical musical. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, so they they switch bodies, they freak out and drop the glass and it breaks. Um, so we have the thing of, like, Ellie insulting Mom's entire appearance because she's a 40-year-old woman. Yeah, there, there's moments in this, I didn't write them down specifically, but you can tell where, like, they are taking from the yeah. original Freaky Friday. Like, they don't use the exact words. They don't but say, oh, I'm, like, the cryptkeeper. <laughs> yeah, but it, she says something along <laughs> those lines. But she's like, ew, like, my hands are old, oh my god, my eyes are puffy, ew. Well, and they even use, like, the same, like, tone, the same, like... Yeah. delivery, so just wanted to point that out. It's not done as well, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but. you are not Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> and Lindsay Lohan, I'm sorry. Right. Um. Something else I wanted to say about movies from childhood. So, like, obviously whenever I watch, like, um... Uh, like, Princess, or, yeah, Princess Diaries, and, uh, A Cinderella Story, and Freaky Friday. I was watching them for, like, Anne Hathaway and Lindsay Lohan and Hilary Duff, but as you get older, you start to watch them for Jennifer Coolidge and (laughs) Jamie Lee Curtis and Julie Andrews. The mom characters. Classic. (laughs) They're great. We love them. (laughs) Um, Uh, anyway, uh, so. Yeah, they freak out, and they It turns out Dad had a second big-ass hourglass that he gave to Mom. (laughs) Uh, yeah, Ellie's like, oh, it's fine, because you have yours from Dad, too, but Mom admits that she actually pawned it. Doesn't really explain why. She's just like, oh, I got yeah. rid of it. so Ellie's like, you're trying to forget Dad and replace him, and she's just like, no, I just, like, needed to move on, and that helped me. I don't know how selling stupid-ass hourglass. But I, Why did he get them those? What does that mean? I don't mean? know! But, like... <laughs> They're so big, and it's like because there's a literal limited amount of sand in there, so it couldn't even be like this is how much I love you. Because then it's like only <laughs> however finite many... amount. Yeah, like I. I don't get it. (laughs) And, like, like the time ends, too, so it's not even, like, how long. I will love you. (laughs) I don't get it. What was this gift? Also, fuck you, Fletcher. You don't get one. Yeah, Fletcher got shit. (laughs) Fletcher probably got the bunny. I mean, he was probably, like, three years old when his dad died. Yeah, he doesn't remember dad. He has no connection. Uh, That's never said explicitly, but, like, we can pretty much pick it up. Yeah. Uh, Mom says that she sold it to this thrift shop, and it opens in a few hours. Um, And so they'll, they'll just go then. Um, but that's when the reporter arrives in Ellie's bedroom. <laughs> yeah, well, they knock on the door, and Ellie's like, I can't fucking do this. I'm a child. I can't, like, be interviewed for a magazine. Mom's like, well, you have to. So, yeah, so mom's assistant decided to take the reporter and her photographer upstairs to the the teenager's bedroom where they can begin this interview. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, Yeah, Mom in Ellie's body is just like, hey, we'll just like go to the backyard for now. So they all go to the backyard. Um, Mom tells Ellie how important this cover story is because she took out a second mortgage to start the business, and they could lose the house if the business doesn't start picking up. Yeah, no fucking pressure. If you yeah. don't nail this interview, <laughs> we might lose the house, and it'll be all your fault, um, Ellie. Yeah, and then Ellie tells Mom that she has to go to school because if Ellie skips again, then she'll fail 10th grade. Plus, there is a mandatory parent-teacher conference today for all the times Ellie has skipped. Yeah. Uh, So then we get this song of, like, I got this, because neither of them believes that their lives are difficult. Um, So mom dresses Ellie in, like, this shoulder pad, like, tuxedo jacket. It's like a blazer, but it's, okay, she was wearing a plaid shirt buttoned up all the way to begin with, and then she puts a striped blazer over it and a tie and pins back her bangs of her pixie cut. It's weird. (laughs) And she's like, yes, this looks good. This is the outfit. Wears fake Doc Martens. Yeah. uh, No one finds the outfit weird. Uh, Mom greets Ellie's friends at school. Uh, They reveal that Savannah is scaring people out of the hunt because she wants to win. Uh, Savannah's so mean that last year she caught a video of a girl hyperventilating, and that video went viral. And the, her college rescinded her acceptance. And mom's like, that would never happen. But then Carl is like, that was my sister. For a video of her hyperventilating. (laughs) Like, I get that this is supposed to be G-rated, but like, it could have been literally, like, hyperventilating. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Savannah taunts Ellie for thinking she can win, or mom Ellie, for thinking she can win the hunt. Um... Uh, As per usual, in our body-switching episodes, whenever we refer to, like, Mom or Ellie, we're talking about them as, like, their soul. In the other person's body. Yeah. Um, so, Mom has to text Ellie for her locker number, and whenever that happens, the bell rings and a teacher appears and takes her phone away. And then after that, Adam greets Ellie, and, um... He's like, hey, can I have my sandwich? And mom's yeah. like, what? And he's like, you always give me your sandwiches. You know, those good ones that your mom makes? And she's like, okay, yeah, sure, here they are. And he's like, yeah, you know, with being the list master for the hunt and everything, <laughs> like, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, they like awkwardly flirt. And we learned that. Adam plans to make the hunt about community building and coming together. So yeah. mom is like, oh, maybe this isn't as childish as I thought. Well, it got <laughs> passed down to him because his brother was the list master. That's whoever runs it before. Yeah. because <laughs> yeah. okay. Because well, mom for a second is like, what is the big deal? I don't understand. It's childish. Yeah. And he's like, it's about coming together. And she's like, okay. (laughs) So they go to class. Uh, For some reason, Adam isn't late, but Ellie is, or, like, Mom as Ellie is. I don't really understand that. Yeah, they arrive at uh, biology. Mom tells Ellie's friends that she said no to the hunt. Uh, Savannah taunts Ellie for getting sick over, like, the digital dissection because now they have to actually dig into a frog. But it's okay because Mom's a chef, so she can just... Okay, she Dissect also, like well, yeah, name. she s- subtly, uh, threatens Savannah in this moment. She's like, I feel pretty confident with this knife in my hand today. And I'm like, <laughs> girl, who wrote this? <laughs> uh, yeah, so she's doing great in dissection. And then, it's, okay, <laughs> we get this whole song because mom This is, song is called Obiology. Because they're in biology. And because mom can feel Ellie's teenage hormones- So she's, like, crushing on Adam, this child, and sings this entire song about her feelings for this child. Yeah, but the thing is... Elliot, mom's buddy, has no feeling towards her to be stepdad. She's never like, oh, I love Mike, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. So what the hell is this song? I don't know. Excuse me? (laughs) Like, again, okay, I don't want to make many comparisons to the original, but the original, like, does it in, like, a funny way. What Mm -hmm. is this doing? Well, and even in that one, Chad Michael Murray is over 18. Like, he's, like, they're like, oh, he's over 18. So it makes it, like, slightly less weird and, again, it's funny. Like, they play it off as well, a joke. and it's funny because it's, like, the, it's Jamie Lee Curtis, like, it's Lindsay Lohan. And Jamie, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Curtis fucking nails it. Because <laughs> it's funny, but this is not, this is so it's fucking weird. weird. She's talking about how she's in love with her daughter's crush. And like, like, after like, being in her body for not like, even a full she day. Really, She's, like, she's, like, I feel these things because I'm in this body. Like, in her mind, she's, like, I know I don't feel this. Like, they're, like, trying to play it off. But who wrote this? <laughs> I, <laughs> there's a reason this musical never took off. And, a, and like, the other thing, too, is, like, this would have been funnier if it was, like, the mom as, like, Ellie. Like, or no. Ellie in the mom's body singing this song about, like, the teenager. Yeah. Because she wouldn't be singing it to him. She'd be singing it about her feelings for him. Like, it doesn't sound funny, but it would be funnier than this was. <laughs> I, I don't understand. It's weird. I did not like it. No. Um, yeah, so... Everyone joins in with this song, it becomes a big number, like, with the rest of the cast. Yeah, and then, like, in the middle of the song, Ellie's friends and Savannah are, like, Ellie's acting different today. But they're, like, well, her friends are, at first, they're, like, Ellie's always cool, but she's really cool today, because she's, like, acting more confident, I guess, which is also, like, shitty. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Um, so, anyway, we cut to Ellie has, and Mom's body has driven to the wedding venue um and she starts like fumbling her way through the interview. Well, she's not like it's not even that she's bad at answering the questions, but she's not even trying. Like no. she doesn't try no. and give a good answer a single time. Like her mother hasn't just told her that we're gonna lose the house if this doesn't go well. Like she's not. Yeah. Like there's things you cannot do to make this go better. Yeah. Well, every time they ask a question, she just kind of like cuts them off and like doesn't give and them then an she answer. Tries to make a joke. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. It's not good, and then luckily Mike comes in and yeah. they're like, oh, are you guys doing anything special for your wedding? Like, blah, blah, blah. And Mike's like, oh, well, we've been practicing a dance. And they're like, why don't you show us so we can take some pictures? And Ellie's like, no, because obviously she doesn't know the dance. Also, she's trying to avoid any physical interaction with Mike whatsoever. I don't blame her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I that's but, her mom's fiance. Yeah, but they end up dancing. I mean, it's he's like this weird, like, kind of tango where she's, like, running away and he's, like, trying to pull her in. Yeah. And then, anyway, it all ends up where Ellie ends up... like, hitting the cake into her assistant, so now there's no cake for the wedding. Yeah. Um, Ma- Ellie- No, Mom and Ellie's body confronts Savannah in the cafeteria, and Savannah dumps coffee on her, it's kind of a throwaway scene. Um, Ellie and Mom's assistant arrive back home, Uh, back at school. Yeah, it goes back and forth. Yeah, uh, mom realizes Ellie has her belly button pierced with the worst fake piercing (laughs) I have ever seen in my fucking life. They didn't even try. They just put, like, one of those, like, fake hoops in her belly button. It looks so bad. Also, and, like, again, this pulls directly from, and, again, this could be the source novel. I I did not look at the source novel. I See, I don't know why this was necessary at all, because, like, the only thing she does is, like, also, why did you do this later? It's just, LA like, a is, weird thing to show her stomach. Ellie is 15. Who pierced her belly button? <laughs> if you have parents' permission, you can get your belly button pierced like She obviously 13. didn't have parents' permission. Well, yeah, but she could have forged it. Like, how is a tattoo artist gonna know if that's actually your parents' signature? Do you just have to bring a signature? I don't know. <laughs> I don't let your parents do a company A girl in my grade school got her belly button pierced in eighth grade, and it was, like, the biggest deal she had to show. Eighth grade? Yeah. She showed it to everyone. It was, like, a huge thing, and it was very annoying. (laughs) I can imagine. But it was, like, because her mom signed off on it, so it was fine, because she had her parents' signature. Um, yeah. Uh, But I just wanted to say, sorry, uh, this is a side tangent. I watched a video analysis on YouTube, a five-hour video analysis on YouTube, double time, still two and a half (laughs) hours, um... And he was talking about Victorious, and he went through the entire show. He also did two on iCarly, which I haven't gotten to yet because they're very in-depth. But he talks about all of the weird fetish things that happen, which, like, again, people have heard this stuff from Dan Schneider because, like, obviously he's a pedophile, not good. Uh, But it's really fucking weird. It's really gross. And that's how I felt about the belly button scene. Like, I just don't think that's necessary for a 15-year-old, even just for, like... Because it, it doesn't have anything to do with the plot. Like, I'm not saying that that's what it was in this situation. I just feel like I'm more I aware like of it, it now. I feel like it could have even been, like, a cartilage piercing. Like, I know people whose moms were like, no, you're not going to get a cartilage piercing. Yeah. I just and then she, like... like, notices the hole in her ear. Like, that could have been, like, for a 15-year-old. Yeah. Like, in a Disney movie where, like, she's very much, like, much more, like, I don't want to say immature, but, like, it's obviously not, like, the Lindsay Lohan that we see, who's, like, a lot more rebellious because she can because it's PG. Yeah, well, and because this is a decom, so, like, yeah. this has to be, like, Disney-approved. I just thought the whole thing was a little strange and not relevant, not yeah, necessary. Yeah, I watched, uh, this is sort of different, but I watched someone review, or his name's Nick DiRameo, he's my favorite YouTuber now. He reviewed Crossroads, the Britney Spears movie, and, like, the very first scene, like, Britney was, like, I don't know, 20, I think, or maybe 18 or something like that, the very first scene is her dancing around in her underwear, which I'm like, it just makes me so sad. Because, well, one, I know Britney probably didn't have any say in that. And two, like, just because they're barely legal doesn't make it okay. (laughs) Yeah, well, and the thing is, like, people shouldn't be sexualizing women's bodies, obviously. Point blank, period. Like, people should be able to wear whatever they want and feel comfortable. But, like, that does happen. And so the fact that it's, like, men in charge and making these decisions of, like, vulnerable women... Is makes it very icky, so yeah, it's just icky. I don't like it. <laughs> this was a very small thing, and I was. It was mostly just because of I had just watched just that video, watched and it. it was like in my head. But just well, wanted to point it is out. Other besides the feet, uh, there's a lot of the feet stuff. There's like um, a weird one where they go to the counselor, and whenever oh, he spray like, lotion on them. Yeah, yeah, it's that really was weird. fucking gross. Um, I, I'm trying to think of all of the ones. Literally, they make a bunch of like statutory rape jokes, which aren't funny. Hmm. They're always very subtle. But it's not funny and not good, so. Yeah, Victorious, like, I feel like, going back to Dan Schneider, (laughs) very (laughs) off topic, but like, when you go back to, like, well, Drake and Josh, which starred two boys, so it's a lot different. Yeah. Um, it's, but it's still, also, like, the jokes there felt, like, a lot more tame, I guess, like, because they didn't have room to play around with, like, statutory rape jokes. Yeah. But, like, and then, like, iCarly sort of, like, borders that, and then you get to Victorious, and it's just, like, off the edge. Yeah. And even, well, even, like, with Zoe 101, like, there's not that level I mean, there's still, it's, like, still weird. Yeah. But, like, especially, like, the early seasons, well, it's a lot less weird. Yeah, that's the thing that I, I didn't realize a lot of that was happening, because it was just, like, oh, that's just, like, a weird joke, because I was a child, but, mm-hmm. like, when you look at it with a closer lens, it's, like, okay, yeah, no. If it's anything that seems super weird, and, like, okay, it's supposed to be funny, but it's not, it's probably, like, a gross fetish thing of children, so. Yeah, especially since they're all children. Yeah, they're, yeah, so. Anyway. <laughs> uh, going back to the movie. <laughs> um, so Ellie is getting ready for the parent-teacher conference. She, like, changes out of her mom's clothes, and then she shows up at school, and uh, she can – oh, Adam approaches her for some reason, and she's like, oh, I'm Ellie's mom. Hi, hello. Yeah, so they hug. It's weird because Ellie's in her mom's body. Yeah. Um, the teacher comes and gets them for the meeting, and they reveal that Ellie has skipped 11 days of school. Um, they're like, Ellie is smart, but her grades started slipping when her dad died and then there's no really any closure after that. Well, yeah, so they're, like, going back and forth about, like, she is smart, but she doesn't pay attention in class, and she gets bored easily, and all this stuff, and the the entire time- Wait, I thought it was, they were, like, setting up for, like, ADHD or something? Yeah, but, like, okay, the entire time, Ellie's, like, trying to stick up for herself. She's, like, well, you know, she works really hard and all this stuff, and the entire time, Mom and Ellie's body is, like, I'm disappointed. I feel like I could do better. And her one teacher is, like, she's a smart kid, and, like, she knows what she's doing, but, like, she's had behavioral issues since her dad died, and so that that's whenever mom had never thought of this. It's Like, yeah. Oh, I never talked to you about your dad dying. I thought you wanted space <laughs> when you were. Let's see, this is five years. When you were ten years old, I yeah. thought you wanted space. Yeah, you're ten years old, and I thought you were over it. I thought it was fine. Hello, and uh, they're also like body switch. So they again, this moment's like very brief, and the teachers are just like, "Uh, what." And then we just kind of move on. And again, I thought they might have been setting up, like, Ellie has some sort of, like, learning disorder. And so Mom is like, oh, like, I have been tough on you. School is harder than I thought because you're not getting the help you need. Yeah. Which I feel like would have been better. Well, I mean, I think a dead parent is fine, but it just doesn't make sense for as attentive as Mom is supposed to be. She, like, never thought that her husband's death could affect her child. Yeah, with with what they made it out to be, Yeah. yeah. Um, so... That's pretty much the end of yeah, the Yeah, and meeting. then Ellie's like, I don't want to talk about it, and they never do again. Well, she's like, I don't want to talk about it, and then they, like, talk about something briefly, and then they bring up grades again, but then she's like, the gym teacher, like, pulls mom away and is like, okay, it's time for gym, and Ellie leaves. Yeah, Ellie goes to pick up Fletcher from school, and there's two other kids for carpool, but she stops by the antique store first, which is out of business. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a sign that says that their inventory was distributed to 33 other stores, so Ellie gets the idea to ask Adam to put the hourglass on the list so that the entire school can help find the hourglass. Um, that's when Ellie calls Mom and explains the plan. Back in school, Mom is in gym class. Um, this is just a throwaway scene, doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ma- afterwards, Mom goes up to Adam and asks to put the hourglass on the list, and Adam thinks that she's trying to cheat to win. So he says no and gets mad. Um, Well, because mom's like, well, this whole thing is childish. And he's like... After that, mom is like, well, this whole thing's childish. And then he's like, oh, well, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, her friends are mad, too, because she's been acting weird, and they, she didn't tell them why. She also went up to Savannah and was like, hey, we should team up for the thing, even though, like, she's supposed to be doing it with her friends. She's trying to, like, make peace for Ellie with this bully in her life. Well, yeah, but she also didn't think about how, like, her friends who she's supposed to be doing this with might feel if she's just like, oh, I'm gonna do this with Savannah. Yeah, um, so then we cut to Ellie walking the dog and Fletcher in the park. Um, she tells Fletcher that, Fletcher's talking about how he's going to be a magician, he's going to go to Vegas, and it's great, and Ellie's like, no, that's dumb. And then she's like, listen, mom lied when she said being a a magician is a great career. So then she sings this whole song about how parents lie, and they say, you're great and amazing when really you suck. Also, this song sounds like Words Fail from Evan <laughs> Hansen. Just wanted to point it out. Yeah, so naturally, this seven-year-old child gets upset. Yeah, and decides that he's going to pack his bags and run away. Yeah, so he has this ladder that well, just sits there on his balcony. Okay, first, uh, Ellie, as mom, goes and knocks on the door, and he's like, go away, like, I want space. And so this is a time where you can tell that she's 15, because she, whenever she says that to her mom, she genuinely, like, wants space. But as he's, like, seven years old, he doesn't need that. <laughs> he doesn't need space. Like he when needs, Ellie was ten years old and her dad died. Yeah. Yeah. He actually needs her to like come in and like comfort him. But because she's Because she like he's needs going to alone, unravel this ladder that's just like drilled into his balcony. Well, and no you're down. You're supposed to have that for like as a fired hazard. They had people come oh. to our school and be like, Hey, okay, oh, I, I never could, had a two story house. I was not rich. Uh, we technically had we had a split-level house, and if I had to jump out my window, I probably would have broken my legs, but we did not have a ladder for that. I mean, I don't understand why my parents would do that, because like, as your kids get older, they're just going to sneak out with it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway. Jump. Yeah, so Fletcher goes out the window with his little bag in hand and walks away. He's going to run away to Vegas to be a magician. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut to the rehearsal dinner. Ellie's avoiding people. Um, her friends enter and confront her and confront Ellie, or mom, in Ellie's body about being weird, and then, like, ah, we're gonna do the hunt with you, they make up, it's fine. Um, Ellie tells mom that she's having second thoughts. No, Ellie tells Mike. Ellie is in mom's body, and she tells Mike, she's like, I'm having second thoughts about this wedding. Yeah. Ellie! Well, I, I mean, I don't blame her because she is 15, but she can't tell him that. Well, I think she's having second thoughts about whether this is going to be resolved and trying to think of, like, what she's going to do if this doesn't get switched. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter anyway because that's when Mike finds Fletcher's note that he's running away. So then we start this search party for Fletcher. Uh, everyone at the rehearsal dinner is has matching umbrellas to go out and search for Fletcher. Um, Adam f- ends up finding Fletcher at the bus stop. He wasn't even looking for him, he was just yeah. doing something else. And he arrives home, uh, whenever Mom, Ellie, and Mike are talking with the police. Uh, Ellie explains to Adam that, uh, Mom-, Mom Ellie in, and Mom's yeah. body. That Mom and Ellie's body was trying to make her- Or, no, she was trying to make- her, Ellie was trying to make Mom feel better about the hourglass and not cheat. So, yeah. like, whenever Mom, aka Ellie, explains that, Adam's like, oh, okay, cool. And then Adam, um, tells Ellie in Mom's body, he's like, oh, I like Ellie. Um, and asks again to put, uh, Ellie asks to put the hourglass on the list again. Um, so Ellie goes to find Mom crying mom's Um, saying she's a terrible mother uh we don't really get much on that ellie uh, ellie basically says like no you're not and then ellie's friends arrive because they're like oh we heard fletcher was missing she's like uh he's back now but you guys have to do the hunt with my daughter basically yeah ellie from mom's body explains her erratic behavior and they everyone agrees to do the hunt and ellie tells mom like you should go do the hunt and let loose and have fun and do your best and ellie's like i'll entertain Um, so, the reporters reveal that the cover story is a failure, you ruined your own wedding cake, but then Ellie makes this emotional plea by explaining all of mom's responsibilities as a single mother, and that the cover story should be this single mom who started her own business, uh, and saves the day. Because they also decide to make seven layer bars, and even the reporters decide to join in instead of the cake. Yeah. Because the cake's ruined. (laughs) um so all the high school kids arrive at the beginning of the hunt they must complete 100 things by the end of the night and we get this song montage that takes place throughout the entirety of it yeah um they get to a bowling alley and have to do a dance off and this is when ellie's friends are like this is gonna be embarrassing we can't do this and mom and ellie's body has to be like come on love your body kids it's okay let's go (laughs) yeah it's weird yeah but it also doesn't make any sense because they're dancing down the bowling aisle and no one's slipping. That is a slippery lane. You I, slip on the bowling aisle. <laughs> on the bowling know. lane. <laughs> Do they even put on bowling shoes? That no. bowling alley would be pissed. <laughs> yeah, how did Adam make it okay for all these kids to walk in their regular shoes down the bowling lane? Maybe he has connections. I guess. Um, at home, Fletcher is says something about how he's excited to have Mike in the family, which makes sense because he's never really had a dad before. Um, Ellie reveals that she doesn't hate Fletcher, where she's like, oh, like, Ellie doesn't hate you and apologizes for what she said earlier. So Fletcher goes to bed, Mike enters, and Ellie apologizes for her behavior. And Stella's uh, mom is saying, like, oh, I'm sorry for the way for, Ellie treats yeah. you. And Mike's like, it's okay, like, I understand. Like, she's a teenager. She needs to come to me on her own. Like, I'm not trying to replace her dad. Like, I love her, and I just want her to be happy. And if she's going to ever accept me, she has to come to me. Like, not by pushing it. Um, so Ellie reveals, like, she's, like, talking as mom, but she's like, well, I'm just afraid that I'll forget dad. Um, and Mike's like, no, like, that's not the point. Like, you're not supposed to forget. You're just, I don't know. Uh, it's a nice moment, and Ellie sort of, like, finally accepts Mike. Yeah. Into her family. Um... At the hunt, it's already like the next day morning. I guess this goes all through the night. They're yeah, going a hundred things. <laughs> well, yeah, they're looking for the hourglass. Still, it's the last thing on their list, and so they're like, "Oh, well, of course, it's not going to be in the regular antique shop. It's going to be in the clock antique, antique watch shop, <laughs> of course." <laughs> So they go, yeah. they go in there, and as they're about to get it, Savannah barges in and threatens to sue the shop owner if she doesn't get the hourglass. And so this is when Mom is, like, at her final straw. She's like, I try so hard to do my best to do everything to control everything, and I can't control everything, and then she steals the hourglass from Savannah and runs away. She just, like, fights it and takes it out of her hands. Which, she's very lucky that it didn't break. I don't Again? think I would take yeah. that risk, ma'am. Um, so... Uh mom leads the race to the finish line. To the Orpheum, might I add. <laughs> and she has to run onto stage. Yeah. She wins. Adam announces Ellie is the winner. What about her friends? If I were her friends, I'd be yeah, pissed if they the were team. like. Yeah, on the team. Yeah, if I were her friends, I'd be pissed if I was like, we were on a team and somehow you get to win, the only one. Yeah. Uh, Mom arrives in the bridal suite the next morning. Um, she dresses in Ellie's black, like, maid of honor dress. Uh, they have a better understanding of each other now. Yay. They sing a rep- another reprise of Just One Day, but nothing happens. So then they both walk down the aisle, still holding the hourglass, and at the altar, Ellie and Mom's body turns around and admits all of her feelings about everything and everything that she's learned yesterday. Uh, They tell each other that they love each other and make a promise to always love each other and try to understand, so then they grab the hourglass and switch back. Uh, Then they vow to always- Yeah, I love you was what they were missing. They hadn't said, apparently. I guess. Um, so, yeah, then they, like, this is all happening in front of everyone? Yeah, no one is like, uh, what's going like, on what's- here? <laughs> <laughs> no one says anything, it's There's, fine. like, a magical pink cloud that swirls around them. Maybe only they can see it. I get but then they're also just, like, telling each other I love you and holding this hourglass at the same time. <laughs> Yeah. No one is like clearing their Yeah, throat. Mike's literally just no standing one... there the whole time, like, waiting to get married. Like, okay. <laughs> no one thinks it's weird. Not even like the minister, like the person running this wedding. Yeah. It's fine. So mom and Mike get married, yay. Uh at the reception, Mom reveals she invited Adam. Adam and Ellie tell each other that they like each other before Fletcher pulls Adam away and then we get this finale song sung by Ellie only. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. It's a big musical number, but it's not very fun. Like for this being from a stage production, I am underwhelmed by all of the numbers and all of the dancing. I get that this is more of, like, a story-based and not, like, a music-based, but I'm disappointed. Yeah. No Kenny Ortega musical, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, I was, we were both surprised whenever this was a musical, whenever the first <laughs> song started, and we're like, oh, we didn't know we were in for that. Yeah. And that's Freaky Friday from 2018, the musical decom edition version. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> Not much else to say. It, it it wasn't the worst thing we've ever watched. Definitely. No. no. I mean, yeah, compared to, uh, like, it was well made. Like, production-wise yeah. and mostly, like, the story was linear. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's hard because there's two things working against it. One is the original Freaky Friday that we know and love. Two is that it's a musical Production made into a TV show, and also I don't even think that I would have liked like the production that much, like if I saw yeah. it live. So I yeah, think that's a problem then, with the story. It's not because it's Freaky Friday. It's just the story isn't it, all there in this well, musical version. Because they also version. had to cut it down to an hour and a half. Like most yeah. movie musicals are two hours at the least, normally two and a half hours. Yeah. It it just didn't it didn't hit the mark. It's a, it's it's a no for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's not the best. Maybe children of today like it. I don't think they did. (laughs) Again, I think that Disney, they thought that they were having a renaissance with their musicals, and they, like, really went hard in their musicals. Was this a part of the, like, Beauty and the Beast Aladdin, like, live action? (laughs) I mean, yeah, this was 2018. Beauty (laughs) and the Beast definitely came out in at least 2018, right? Twenty eighteen. They were like, ah, we will ruin... A perfectly good movie that's racist, so we'll take that part out, but make everything else worse. (laughs) Yeah, I, I I don't know. (laughs) I think, I don't know what they were doing either, because it's not even like we are old enough to have kids who would have been watching this, right? Like, if we were old enough Um, to have kids, we'd be watching Disney Channel. I mean, in 2003, we were like, what, six? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe like ten-year-olds, maybe teens of the time. Yeah, maybe if teens watched it. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if they enjoyed it as much as we did. Right, Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, so <laughs> that is the 2018 version of Freaky Friday. How did you rate and rank it? Um, I gave this a two out of five. I was hovering between one and a half and two stars, but I put it at two just because of the other uh, rankings I've done. And I put it below Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure and above The Jenny Project. It's number 101 on the my list. I forgot to rank it, but I know it's a two out of five and I know it's... Uh... My cutoff at two out of five, so it's below Suzy Q, which is like my cutoff between one and a half and two. There you go. (laughs) Next week, we're watching another remake. We're watching live action Kim Possible. Oh, fuck no. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's getting into some stuff, guys. Uh. <laughs> See you then. We'll get to better movies soon. We just gotta finish these soon, out. Yeah, there's really, like, there's not that many more. So, there's one apparently coming out December 3rd, so that'll be <laughs> the newest on God. this list. But. So, that'll be, like, the final one, and then we'll move on to real movies, and then we'll probably go bi-weekly, because those are gonna take a long time. Yeah, <laughs> and then I think, like, when new ones come out, we'll throw them in there whenever we realize they're there. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>